Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everyone, it's Mike with BeastNet. I'm here with uh, Christy Stewart Ashby. Um, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. So, so yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, I'm a mom of four kids. They range from 19 to 12. Um, I am a full-time student here in Utah. I'm in the Occupational Therapy Assistant Program, and I've been running OCRs for five years. Nice. Since, like, 2015. Oh, I guess that's three years. This is my fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I started, I started in 15. Montana 2015 was the very first Spartan I ever did. So, nice. yeah, I started with the Founders. Vegas. Yeah, I started with the Founders Beast. That was that was my second race. And we did the Founders Beast, too. Yeah. And it's the only cool Founders medal that we've ever yep. gotten. That's and the I only one I ever got. Anymore. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a Founders race in years. I was like the, the one and only time I ever got to do one, and it was the very first race I did. That's so, funny. Yeah. So, oh, you've done, how many, did you only do Vegas that one year? No. Um, we did it that first year, and then the second year, um, we actually drove part of the way there, and my daughter got in a car accident, and oh. we drove back home, and took her to the hospital and everything, um, and then our amazing leader of Warrior State of Mind, Mark Peterson, him and his wife, I was there this year. Yeah, I've gone the last three years I've been in Vegas. So I love Vegas. It's a great run. I love that course. Yeah. Because I know last year I ran it with, actually with the Warrior State of Mind, I was with uh, Matt and Lindsay Smith and a few other people, and we all ran it carrying the core flag. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the year we didn't get to go because it was prom, but that's right. I remember seeing pictures of you guys running it with that. Yeah. Yeah. The Colorado team. Yep. Right. Crazy year. Yeah, it was. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I'm sure we were talking before we started recording that I was trying to remember if we've met. And it's one of those, I know we have to have at some point. Yeah. (laughs) But it's kind of one of those things. uh, My niece commented once. She went to a race with me in Seattle. And, like, I was walking through and it took, like, 30 minutes for me to walk from one side of the festival to the other. Because so many people are like, hey, Mike, how you doing? And. She's like, how do you know so many people? I'm like, when you do this so much, you just kind of, you start to know everybody, you know? And That's right, yeah. And we're on, um, I'm on the street team. So, so I'm I. usually at the exit tent. And so I get to see lots of my friends, which is like one of my favorite parts of racing. And See, then we have to have met because I'm street like family, team too. You know? We have to have met because I'm street team too. Oh, yeah. We do, yeah. I'm going to have pictures of you with them hanging out at the tent. Probably. <laughs> Because I know I was, I was street team at Vegas this year, both days, and then I ran the Seattle. I was street team lead in Seattle, both days this year and last year. So oh, we have to have met somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. No, it is. So, 
you know, I, I'm, I've got four kids too. Um, but my kids are a little bit older, so I can kind of, they're at that age finally where I can leave them at home and be like, deal with it. So yeah. <laughs> my youngest is 16 and the older one's still at home. Yeah. Really? My daughter's 20 and she kind of lives at home, but well, let's put it this way. She pays rent to have a room that she's in like once every other week. So she stores her stuff there. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. She stores her stuff here, but you know, so it's kind of, how, how is it trying to, you know, cause that's where I feel like I got lucky is I didn't start doing the OCRs till my kids were old enough that I could leave them for a weekend mm-hmm. and not worry about it. I mean, I guess not worry about that's it isn't the right of, word, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of where I started at. Um, my oldest was 16, 15, 16. And we would leave them with like, like when we drove to Montana, my sister lives just outside of Pocatello. So mm-hmm. we left the kids with her and um, Sean has a sister that lives here, so we would leave him with her. It was basically just that first year that we really had to leave him with anybody because they couldn't drive anywhere yeah. in case something happened. But the second year, we had a 16-year-old, and we're like, well, there you go. Well, as long as you have a cell phone, and the neighbors knew that we were out of town, so they kind of kept an eye on him for us. But when we go, we, you know I would run on Sundays, but I only run on Saturdays, so I'm like, we'll be home by Sunday so you can go to bed and still be able to go to school in the morning and not worry about when your mom and dad come home. So yeah. I, I have no idea how people do it when they have kids that are little, though, because it's, I, it's uh, fun to be able to travel. It is. it is. And I love it. I mean, the last couple of years have been awesome. I mean, I've had a job that allowed me the, the money to be able to do it to where I could go. Like I said, this is my third year going to Hawaii, you know, mainly because yeah, I haven't. I haven't been able to finish all three races in a season in a weekend yet. And that's my goal. So, you know, the first year my foot was in a boot. So I DNF the, the, the beast cause I couldn't move fast enough. Yeah. Cause trying to do those Hills. I mean, you were there in 16 when it rained, those Hills, yep. they were horrible. Yeah. It was the same year that a cow attacked yeah. the racer. Do you remember that? Yep. I do. <laughs> I do. My mom calls us and she's like, I was watching this on the news. Just making sure you guys can get attacked by cows. I'm like, no, it was just one guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And what's funny, too, is actually this last year when we were there in 2017, there was actually a part of this, the course that we had to stop. The 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 staff stopped us and wouldn't let us fin- go through until they stopped the cows because there was like a stampede of cows going through the course. What? Yeah. That's they were just, they That's were blocking the course and weren't letting us through. So they had to basically get the staff out there with the, the go-karts to kind of like open a path so that we could get through them to finish. It was yeah. crazy. And that is the only race where I've had like a bus come past us with people like watching. Yep. And I felt like we were part of like a reality show or something. Because when there's all these like tourists taking pictures of the racers, I'm like, what? What's going here? What are they doing? They were just part of like the ranch tour or something that they were going on and just happened to be racing. Yeah, I remember that. And the the other part that was fun is uh, we got a picture of it, but they had the Jurassic Park like sign. The wall. Well, there yeah. was a sign, the Jurassic Park <laughs> sign. At one point, it was right by one of the the barbed crawls in 2016, and we actually stopped, like finished the barbed crawl, and ran over to it so we yeah. could get pictures with us on the at the you know the sign. So we're like, we got to get pictures awesome. with the sign because which was good yeah. because in 2017 the sign was gone. So. It was? I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, Hawaii and Montana are the two races that we have taken our GoPro and actually stopped during the race just to take pictures because oh, the it's gorgeous. are so beautiful. But I'm like, I don't even care as long as you don't get like kicked off because of a time hack or something. Yeah. But, like we 
just got to take so many pictures. I'm like, I don't know if we'll ever get to come back to Hawaii. So we just took our time and took a ton of pictures. It was definitely worth that part too. Oh yeah, and I've, I mentioned that before when I've talked to other, talked on the podcast about uh, Hawaii and Montana. Is both of them are you feel like you're going to die because the hills and people don't yeah. think of think of Hawaii in the hills, but the hills in Hawaii are horrible. Um, yes, they are. But you feel like you're going to die, and then you come around a corner and there's this just gorgeous view, and you're like, "I've died and gone to heaven." You know, right? it's yeah, yeah, yes, it was good. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And we're back. So you said you're going to school for, what was it? Occupational therapy. Okay. So, which is funny because I talked to... Do you know what that is? A little bit. It's kind of, it's kind of a physical therapy, isn't it? But more towards occupational kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah. Because yeah, it's, I just talked to Janelle not too long ago and she's going to school for physical therapy. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So what, what does occupational therapy, I mean, you kind of said, you know, we kind of said it's kind of, you know, a realm of physical therapy but kind of what is it more you know so I look at it as um, physical therapists are they can get the engine working machine and occupational therapists get the machine to where it wants to go okay. so the PT makes sure that you're working correctly that your muscles are working right that you're in alignment and then we help you figure out how to get there whether that's through actually doing what you want to do like skiing or gardening or if you just want to be able to get from your basement to your second level, we help you figure out how to do that and either adapt your surroundings with adaptive equipment or we help you learn different techniques of how to get up the stairs that may not be your normal way. Um, We also work with a lot of kids in schools that have special needs like autism, ADHD, help them with behavioral issues, handwriting issues, things to help them learn life skills, that kind of stuff. Okay. Or you can do like um, in rest homes, nursing homes, people that have had strokes, hip replacements, knee replacements, that kind of stuff, and you help them return back to their, hopefully, their normal life of being able to get dressed in the morning, that kind of stuff. So okay, it's that's pretty awesome, actually. That, that sounds pretty awesome, because that's one of the things me and Janella talked a little bit about was it seems like sometimes there's a a break between like doctors wanting to get you healthy and doctors wanting to get you to back to what your your normal life. You know, mm-hmm. it's because yeah. we were talking about like when I broke my foot, it was I mean I, I I broke it pretty good. I broke second, third, fourth, and fifth metacarsals in my left foot. I, what? Uh, oh yeah, I did I did that's a number bad. on it, and that's why I was in the boot in Hawaii. But um, I've had yeah. major issues ever since because it was pretty much once I was like done going to with Al and I and the doctor and everything else. They're like, cool, you're good to go back to work. Have fun. And there was never any physical therapy. There was never any occupational. There was never anything. It was just like, you can go back to work. You're good for that. But there was no one asked, well, what do you do outside of, you know, work that will be affected by this? And it's like, well, I do OCRs. I run. And the doctors, Uh you know, no one ever asked me that. The doctor did tell me that, you know, I'm never going to have the same push off that foot like I used to. And he pretty much... 
but never gave me any way to adjust to that. So I've spent the last two yeah. years trying to figure it out myself how to adjust to the fact that I can't push with my left foot. You know, I don't have that push when I run and my strides wrong and everything else trying to adapt to it. And it sounds like pretty much what you do, you would have been the person that they should have sent me to to say, hey, everything's good, but that foot's not quite right. Can you yep. help him adapt to it to be able to do what he used to do? And that's kind of where yeah. it seems there's a big break in a lot of medical professions on that. Yeah, yep. Um, one of one of my favorite things in, in school so far is we've done a, um, a pediatric semester. Yeah. And we had kids come in. We had to do treatment sessions with them. And a lot of the times it's kids that have um, tactile issues. Mm-hmm. So they don't like certain textures or touches. And one of my favorite things to do was we created little obstacle courses for them to do. Oh, that's cool. And it required them to get dirty and to touch dirt and to or to touch like, you know, mud or sand and to not be scared to get up on a swing or to walk on a balancing. But it was this OCR background that I had that I was like, oh, we could do this and this is a good, trans- you know, transition into this. And it was just fun because I was like, we're just going to put on a Spartan race for you. <laughs> I know you're sick, but you'll love it. I promise. And I won't make you jump over fire. <laughs> And see, that's cool. I mean, that's cool ways to do it. And I mean, that's kind of one of the things like, you know, like I said, me and Janelle talked about is it seems like that a lot of doctors nowadays have gotten into that habit of just kind of fix to to tunnel vision of just exactly what the exact problem is that you're looking at. Okay, you yeah. say you have this problem. Let's fix that problem, but not look at the big picture to say, okay, well, we technically fixed your problem. But we didn't fix your life. You know, it, we made it actually so your yeah. life's not going to be the same. Now you have a completely different you can't do things that you used to be able to do the same way. You're going to have to adapt to it, but we're not going to do anything to help you. Does yeah. that make sense? Where, yeah, yeah, where occupational therapy looks at the person as a whole. And a lot of times when you start a treatment with somebody, they will look at and say, you know, what do you do outside of work? Yeah. What occupies your time outside of work? And let's get you back to being able to do those things that bring you happiness and joy outside of work. Yeah, and see, that's awesome. more of a holistic whole person treatment instead of okay your bone is fixed you're fine yeah and see that's kind of what happened with me and i've been spending you know two years trying to figure out how to deal with you know i get horrible back pain now when i run because i don't have the same stride anymore and my muscles aren't working the same way because my foot it doesn't bend the same way you know well it's not the same it's not asymmetrical to the other side anymore either nope no my foot is completely yeah So it's, that's been one of the things I've had to deal with. And it's great to hear that you're in a profession that would help other people not have to deal with it the way I've had to. I mean, that's awesome. So. Thank you. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. That sounds like a the lot of fun. The more I do it, the more I go to school, the more I enjoy it. And the more I'm like, this is so much fun. Why? How come everybody's not an OT? Why is this not? Because <laughs> I've never really heard a lot about occupational therapy, honestly. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. That That is really cool. I mean, and yeah, I mean, it's great to know that there's people out there because it's like I was telling Janelle, my doctor, I've had my doctor for about five or six years and I love my doctor. Even when I moved, my doctor is, I think, 20 miles away now, but it's like, whatever, I'll, I'm still going to go there, you know, yeah. because I'm, I, my doctor's amazing. And, uh, I have a umbilical hernia that I got. They, they figured I probably did it while I was in Montana, but, uh, and talking to my doctor, my doctor's like, okay, if you were anybody else, I would tell you to wait and kind of see because it's not that big. It's whatever, you know, it's, yeah. you, you could deal with it. But knowing 
what you do for fun. We need to fix this. And she's like, yeah, when, you know, exactly. Yeah. She's like, when's your next race that you absolutely don't want to miss? And I'm like, Hawaii in August. And she's like, okay, well doing the math and we need to make sure that we get you done and we get you in for surgery in the first couple of weeks of June so that you should be healed and ready to do, you know, Hawaii in August. So that's yeah. what was great about my doctor. She immediately was like, okay, I know what you do. I know what you like to do. Let's make sure you can still do that, but get you fixed at the same time. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. And I mean, that's awesome that, you know, you know, occupational therapist. I mean, I, like I said, I've heard of it before and I kind of had an idea of what it was, but now that you've explained it, it sounds even better than even better profession than I thought it was. So (laughs) a lot of people will say, so you help people find jobs. Like, no, not really. Because occupations, anything that takes up your time. So just help you get back to whatever you want to spend your time doing. Yeah. And, but, you know, you see occupation and you automatically think of somebody's job. And at some point you can help people try to adapt to their job, you know, but that's not like our focus. So. No, and I mean, that's kind of the thing is, I mean, people think, you know, like, I, you know, go back to my foot where the doc's like, cool, you can go back to your job. And I'm like, I never really, I never took time off my job. I sit at a desk typing yeah. on a computer. <laughs> I mean, I don't need my foot for that except for to get from like my desk to the bathroom. I mean, right? <laughs> So, I mean, you really did nothing to let me go back to my job. I mean, even Ellen and I was like, how many days How many days did you miss when you broke your foot? I'm like, I was on my laptop as we were leaving the ER. I mean, you know, I don't have a job. You know, I, w- I worked in demolition, but I was the operations manager. I never left my desk. That's right. As long as my computer's working, I was working. So yeah. You're so, That's funny. You know, so that was kind of the thing. But yeah, once they were like, okay, your foot's healed. You can walk again and do everything else. I'm like, okay, yeah, but I can't, I still can't do what I want to do. And they're like, oh, too bad. Yeah. So. Too bad. Yeah. Eventually I know I'll get there again. I've just got to figure out how to get, get that stride down and build the muscles the right way. So. That's right. That's what Janelle's for. Yep. Those, those PTs, they'll help you do that. That's right. Oh yeah. That's right. So. What got you into Spartan racing and obstacle course racing altogether? So, um, in 2014, um, my then nine-year-old son got really sick. Um, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. And, um, during that time he could not walk up the stairs because it was attacking like his joints and his hips. And we just went through a lot of, um, medical stuff up at the hospital and and um during that time I mean I was already a runner one of my running friends had posted something about doing burpees and I was like okay I need something to get my mind off of all this hospital stuff like why what are these burpees I didn't even know what one was and so he actually challenged me to 30 burpees a day for 30 days and literally because of that I found out what Spartan racing was from that and then we went to a Spartan workout that was mm-hmm. here in Salt Lake, and I just happened to meet Mario and Mark Peterson, who are like the owners of Warrior State of Mind, yep. the local op- obstacle course racing team, and said, "You know, I would, you know, we would love to to train because I see these fun races, and they only come to Utah once a year. I would love to train because I don't want to show up and have to do burpees at every single obstacle and." Just because of that one thing, it turned into like this amazing group of friends that we have now. And it's one of those things that is like 
a huge part of my life now. And I love to go to events, even if it's like we did the running series this winter and mm-hmm. we had a table set up and had people come and, you know, just ask us questions. And the biggest part is I think people are just scared because they don't know how to train. How do you, how do you train to flip tires if you don't have a tire? How do you train to do the bucket carry if you never, you know, you don't even have a bucket at home? How do you train to do this football yeah. if you don't have access to that? And and these guys, you know, pulled their resources and they all have ways of helping us train, which is get rid of that fear. And so it's more of an excitement when you go to a race and not so much, I don't know what I'm getting into. It's, you know what, I've trained for this. I've, I've done the ropes four times. I, I'm good. I feel confident. And I think that's what makes me proud of being a Warrior State of Mind member yeah. because they encourage everybody to do it. It's not like they look at you and say, you know, you were only five foot tall. You were never going to be able to get over those hurdles by yourself. So how about we just not try? Instead, they're like, hey, we're going to work on box jump. Yep. We're going to help you get a higher vertical jump. And we're going to work on this. And it's more encouraging than anything else. So I, it's, it's basically helped deal with the stress of a child that got a chronic illness. And it's also a really great date night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my husband and me, we always race our, we always go to the races together. Um, Sometimes we do run age group, so then we're not at the same spot. But usually we just race together and race with our team. And he's not a fan of running, which I am. So I make him run. And I'm not a fan of some of the obstacles because I don't have as great of upper body strength as I would like. So he helps me, you know. He's really good at the spear throw. Loves to teach people how to do that. And so it's like this good combination of, you know, we're going to go away for a weekend to Vegas and go run a race. And we get to spend some time together. And that's been great. And like when we ran Hawaii, we, we incorporated it into a family vacation. My daughter was graduating from high school. It was our 20th wedding anniversary. And we ran a start race. <laughs> See, that's awesome. So it's been great for just even our relationship. And See, that's awesome. That's the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. And see, Hawaii, what's funny is you said it was your 20th anniversary. In 2016, when me and my wife went, it was our 15. What? It was our 15-year anniversary. And, like, literally, our 15-year anniversary was while we were there. Yeah. Ours was our, yeah, that's hilarious. So we actually did. We, to celebrate. Yeah, we renewed our vows and everything on one of the beaches. with, And it was awesome. What? So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great time. That's way awesome. Yeah, because our anniversary is uh, really cool. August 17th, so. Wow. Yeah. That's way really cool. So we, so uh, she run two then? No, she does. She'll do, she'll do the Warrior Dash, the Survivor Dash, some of the, the Survivor Run, mm-hmm. some of those. The smaller ones, she doesn't feel that she's ready for, for the Spartan Race, which, you yeah. know, I, I won't push her and make her do it. She, uh. Yeah. She ends up volunteering, though. She goes to all the races with me, and she'll volunteer and gives me, gives That's me so more great. free races, so. I think last year I ended yeah. up giving away five or six free races to friends because that was kind of my people would be like, well, I want to do a Spartan, but it costs too much. I'm like, here's I a free race code. Yeah. What's your next excuse? Seriously, that is, <laughs> yeah, that is like our the only 
that is one of the biggest obstacles that I see people have is that they're like, you know, those are $150. I can't afford that. Yeah. And honestly, the only race that me and Sean had ever paid for was our Hawaii race. Yep. Those are the ones and I paid. The other ones, we have used volunteer hours. We've done build crew before we were on street team. Yep. We've helped work at like FitCon expos, you know, yeah. and I'm like, there's a link. If you really want to run a race, we will find a way for you to get there. Don't use that as your excuse because there's ways there's just ways oh yeah and i mean i've done that where i did uh hawaii was the only one i ended up buying a trifecta pass for hawaii last year because mm-hmm. all i had was street team credits and street team credits didn't work for hawaii yeah. but normal volunteer credits did so this year my yeah. wife actually got some normal volunteer credits so that we could use those for hawaii so perfect but we get lucky too because usually we end up only having to pay for the airfare because her mom has oh. a as a timeshare in hawaii so we we don't have to pay for the timeshare she gives it to yeah. us as a gift so we what? yeah so we save a lot of money that way so it's kind of one of those things it's not like we're not spending a whole lot we're basically paying for airfare yeah. and then whatever we do when yeah. we're there and if you can find good deals you know yeah. sean would watch he watched literally for six months every day he's like yeah. nope it's up 20 bucks no yeah. And that was what Amber did. She actually, we have, we've had our flights to Hawaii since I think October. She bought those, but she couldn't <laughs> find a good deal on any coming back until like last week. Yeah. So, oh dear. so it was kind of one yeah, of those things, <laughs> which I'm okay with. I would have been totally fine with being stuck in Hawaii, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's, funny. it's always fun. I mean, it's a great thing, you know, and well, I mean. The very, the very first year that we didn't even race, all we did was volunteer at the Utah race so that we could get a free one for the next year. Yep. And I think everybody should volunteer, even if you don't need it for the volunteer credit for the free race. But volunteering, it's like you see this backside of how the, the race is either set up or how you take it down or even being at an obstacle and you get to see so many different types of people come through and we saw they had part of the biggest loser um, yep. team come through and do like the last five minutes or the last five miles of Utah one. And these people, they, they went over, you know, all these obstacles and then they get to the fire jump and they were scared to death. They were not jumping over that fire. Yeah. And it was just like this eye-opening experience of, you can do this. And it was, you know, like this family, you can encourage them. And some people, you know, will hold your hand while you jump the fire and, and I mean, that's what's great. I mean, you know, you mentioned earlier that you're part of Warrior State of Mind. And for any of the listeners that don't know, Warrior State of Mind is like our sister our sister group over in Utah. And I've ran a couple yeah. races with Warrior. Um, every time I do Vegas, I sign up as, as Warrior State of Mind. Um, and I met quite a few of you guys, and I love you guys. Warrior State of Mind is a great group. So I know they you guys are, have, what is it, the Fugazi? Yep, that's our endurance event that they do at least three times a year. I've, I've heard done about two it. Two of those ones. So. I've heard about yeah. it. I'm not one for an endurance guy. I'm not. I I know Adam and some of these other guys are really into the endurance. I've done two hurricane uh-huh. heats, and the last one I did was in 2016, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With Seattle in 2016 in April, and I haven't done one since. I'm just. It's never been my kind of thing. I think part of it is because back then I was still. I, I'm not a small guy. I'm kind of a bigger guy, and I smoked like a chimney. I've since quit. I've quit smoking. I don't smoke anymore. But, and I was, I felt like the whole time I was that guy. 
Do you know what I mean? That guy that was holding everybody yeah. up. And I yeah. hated that feeling. Yeah. And I pretty much told myself, I'll, I'll do another hurricane heat again when I can finally get to that point physically where I don't feel like I'm going to be that guy again. Yeah. And that's why I really didn't like hurricane heats. I mean, Dingo, Dingo was there and he actually wasn't the running the hurricane heat. He was one of the participants with us at the last oh, one. I did, wow. Yeah, he was a participant with us. And he was the most, what's the word I'm like? Oh, I'm trying to think of the right word. The the most, like, like the best person to have around. I mean, he just cheered you on. He was like the best cheerleader ever. Yeah. I mean, he, and that's, that's perfect. just, anybody who knows Dingo knows that's just Dingo, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the greatest cheerleader, always cheering me on, always like, come on. I mean, most people that know, if they know my nickname is Pretty Mike, that came from that hurricane yeah. heat. Because that's what Dingo called oh, me the funny. entire time. It was Pretty Mike. That's funny. And well, I did the hurricane heat in Montana last year. Yeah. And I think he was in charge of it. There was two guys and two girls that were part of it. Yeah. And Dingo's a great guy. I love Dingo. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, he came up with Pretty Mike and it just, I, I've told myself I'll do another one eventually. I think I just want to get, once I figure out this foot issue and I'm able to drop the weight like I want to, then yeah. I think I'll do one again, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy again. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. And it, um, it's, yeah. So, I, so we did the hurricane heat, the one in Montana, and then I've done two of the Fugat, the Fugazi. Yeah. And um, they are an experience that I think everybody should have. And I do think that they are sort of like an acquired taste. Yeah. People thrive off of those kinds of things. And I gave it three chances, I felt like. And I'm good. I'm good without doing those anymore. It's not my favorite thing. And... Um, I, I enjoy the predictability, it sounds weird, the predictability of, a, of an actual Spartan race, where yep. you're like, okay, it's this many miles, it's this many obstacles, where hurricane heats and Fugazi is just like, oh, it could be four hours, it could be six hours. You could, you know, it's just, it's very unpredictable, and it is. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of that, so... I and it, three shots, and I'm like, I'm, I'm good, I'm done. And, and it's one of those things... in my life, I'll feel like I need to do it again. But I have different goals right now, and and it's not one of those, so that's okay. And I think it's one of those things, I mean, it just, that's what I think I like most about, like, the beast or warrior state of mind is that it takes all those different types. You wouldn't have such a great group if there wasn't so many diversity. You've got the people like, you know, on our side, Adam and Janelle and those and everyone who liked the, Uh the... the endurance events and the build those. And I mean, we've got, I think we have beast breaker over here, which is pretty much like your guys is Fugazi. Mm-hmm. And there's people that love that. And I'm like, yeah, that's not yeah. really for me. But then there's people on the other side yeah. of it who are like, you know, are like me, like I don't really care for the endurance events. I just want to do the races and have fun and see everybody and enjoy it. And that's, what's great about these groups. There's so much diversity. So, yeah. yeah. And you can learn something from each person that's there. Yeah. And, just because I, I was a runner, when you are a runner, everything's about you. It's about your time. It's about how you train. It's about how you eat. It's about everything that you do. But when you do those team-building things, it's about what your team's doing and your team's attitude. And, it, it, you know, it's not just about you and what training you've done. It's about everybody, which sometimes can get frustrating. Cause, yeah. um, I remember the first time when we were in Vegas, I was running, and Sean's like, I need to go pee. And I'm like, no. We are running. We do not stop to pee. We do not stop and talk. We do not stop and take pictures. I've learned to mellow out. 
and he's allowed to pee now. So. Well, that's good. I'm glad you let Sean pee. But. <laughs> And that's just it. I mean, everyone's so much, so different. It's like when I did my first, when I did Montana in 2015, I was alone. I literally went over to Montana, me and my wife drove over there by ourselves. I had, was a part of the group, the beasts on Facebook, but had never met anybody. And at that time, I think there was like 30 of us in the group. And yeah, and I, you know, I'm like, cool, this sounds fun. I'd done half marathons. I'd, you know, done the local little survivor races and stuff like that, but I'd also blown my knee out and had gained some weight back. But I'm like, you know, I'll be so fine. You're hesitant of, okay, yeah. what are we going to do here? But I'm like, I'll be fine. It's 13 miles, a couple obstacles. It'll be fine. No problem. Well, anybody right. who did Montana in 2015 knows it wasn't 13. It was closer, I think, to 20. It was... It was super long. It was super long. Yeah, it took us almost eight hours. Yeah. And then I got, you know, I was probably about halfway through it, like the fifth or sixth time going up and down the side of that mountain. And I'm like, (laughs) this is dumb. I don't want to do this anymore. And it was about that time that I actually saw Andrew, who was the original Beastmaster, who, who, you know, was one of the original beasts. And he had the shirt on and I'm like, I think I'm part of that group on Facebook. And he's like, oh, my name's Andrew. This is Jason. I'm like, I'm Mike. And then we just started talking and walking and... It was the that was the thing I needed to keep me going. And talking to Andrew later, he's like, "Yeah, he was at that point of quitting till he pretty much ran into me." And me and Jason were like, "Come on, let's go!" And like, anytime one of us wanted to quit, the other two were like, "No, we're good. Let's go." And we kind of yep. kept all three of us through it. But it was if I hadn't found them, I don't know if I would have finished it, and if I would have kept doing Spartans. It was yeah. trying to do it by myself was horrible. But at the same time. I met so many people. I mean, I, I realized what Spartan was about was, wasn't about everyone for all for themselves. It was about everyone helping each other. Yes. And I've never, yeah. I mean, when I go to Vegas, I'm usually there by myself. I usually don't know anyone last year, Matt, you know, asked me to go with them on the, the, with the core group, but yeah, it was normally I don't, I'm by myself when I start, I'm not running with anybody. I'm just running me. But by the time I end, I'm with a group. Yeah. Because we've all met each other and helped each other along the way, and we'll probably never see each other again. Or we might see each other in another Spartan race, but right? we made new friends for that yeah. day. Yeah, which is one of the things I love about it. It's like this instant community of, you know, I have strengths and you have strengths, and we both have weaknesses. But if we work together, then, you know, let's yeah. just finish it together and not make it into a competition. And sometimes that competition is great, and sometimes it's needed. It is. But a lot of times it's more of let's just, let's just finish. You know, yeah, not give up. Oh yeah, and it's one of those things. It's uh, I've had a lot of people comment on the back, like the medals afterwards, that it's just a participation medal. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. A participation no. medal is completely different. A participation participation medal you get because you showed up. Yeah, you get this these medals. Effort, this training, this yeah, because you finished courage. it. Because you went through it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. until you go out there with me and do one of these, I don't want to hear your comments. And I've actually even got I a friend agree. who did the Seattle sprint with me this year who has, you know, mm-hmm. multiple times has made comments about how long it took me to do one of these races or whatever. And we've been friends for, since preschool and we've always ribbed each other. It's just kind of what we do. Yeah. But it came down to a point. I'm like, how about this? You can't say one more thing about how I do on this until you get off your butt and you come out and do one with you me. Do it yourself. Yeah. And so he came out and did the Seattle sprint with me. And afterwards he's like, I, I take back everything I ever said. He's like, I understand now. And I mean, if you were, were you in Seattle this year? 
the Seattle races? Yeah, oh, it was were. it no. was a muddy, sloppy, wet mess. I the, did see pictures of it though. <laughs> I mean, literally, there was a one of the barbed wire crawls. We swam through it. Oh dear. I mean, it was that like muddy and nasty. I mean, you just pretty much laid on your belly and kind of did this like breaststroke and like swam through it. It was. <laughs> So, I mean, this was the first one he ever did, the first Spartan he ever did. And we we're like maybe about about three quarters of the way through. And he's just like, I take back everything I ever said about you doing these. He's like, this is stupid. He's like, but I need to buy. He's like, but I do figured out I need to buy new shoes for the next one. And I'm like, there you go. That's it. You're telling me right now it's stupid, but you're planning on the next one. Yeah. And that's usually how it is. You're, awesome. you're in the middle of it. You're like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? But at the same time, you're planning for the next mm-hmm. one. You know, he's like, yeah, this is oh, yeah. this is completely stupid. But I need to buy new shoes before I do the next one. So he just bought some Innovate Towns. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's funny. And well, it's usually what happens, I think, though, is people do their first race and then they're hooked. You know, they're like, okay, there's something about the challenges of Spartan Race and pushing yourself versus I'm just going to go out and play in the mud because you know there are some of those those runs those mud runs that yeah. that's what it is it's just playing and hanging out which is cool but there's something about Spartan races that push you to a different level because you're held accountable if you don't accomplish something you know and that's just it it's a different standard and i know that's why some of my friends don't want to do it because of the burpee penalties and i'm like you know they they suck i mean i had issues in uh montana i had to pretty much i couldn't do burpees for the last half of the race i had major issues where i couldn't like pretty much do anything that required my left arm to do any kind of work because well i dislocated my i dislocated my shoulder on the on the the multi-rig that's not good. No, but it sounds bad, but I'm old and it's not the first time it happens. <laughs> you just kind of pop it back into place, give it a few days, it'll be better. There you go. But, but I mean, it's one of those things, but right after it happens, your shoulder's in so much pain, there's, you can't put any weight on it, you can't do anything. Yeah. So it, it's... Yep. There's no way. You, you adapt, and that was kind of what I did for the rest of the race. I adapted and I found ways, either I would do one-handed push-ups... Yep. Since I couldn't get the, you know, because that's the other problem. I can't get the hop really good on a burpee because of my foot. So burpees become kind of yeah. weird too. So now I've got a hurt foot and a hurt arm. So I'm kind of like, okay, so I just did one hand of pushups or I did squats. I did something. Yep. You know, I yeah. adapted to what yeah. I could do to finish the race. But it basically became a, became a big issue because I couldn't carry anything on that arm. So some oh, of the yeah. carries became kind of a, a troublesome thing. But you know, it's one of those things I figured out I need to work on. I need to, apparently I need to strengthen that shoulder back up again because now it's not it's not holding my full weight. So yeah, and part of what it was is I did it on the sled because I have a problem when I do the sleds. I don't just it's not an easy pull from I grab it and I kind of jerk it to get it going, and I, that's yeah. kind of when it happened. I felt it pop when I jerked on the sled because it kind of uh, stuck, and I'm like, oh okay, yeah. and I didn't think much of it because it wasn't a painful pop. It was just kind of a pop, and I'm like, oh okay, I think I'm fine. Yeah, and then when I went to go do the 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 rings the second i put all my weight on that left arm that's when i realized nope something's bad something's not right because i yeah. just felt like searing pain go through my arm and i'm like yep nope i'm done <laughs> i'm done yeah i'm done we're gonna do something different now it's okay uh, that's where i saw matt so uh, that's where i gotta say hi to matt matt saw him so i'm like hey matt that's good he's a good man <laughs> oh matt's cool i like matt i've I've known Matt for a long time since I pretty much started doing Spartan because of Vegas, you know, running with Warriors State of Mind. But Matt used to be yeah. a street team, and I saw I'd see him all the time. So, yeah, Matt's a good yeah. guy. So I did hear that he did. Running with him. What's that? 
with Faith running with him that day. Yes. She's yeah. pretty amazing too. I haven't really met her that her. much besides like once or twice on course. It seems like I've never been able to like run into Matt after a race or before and meet Faith. I've only met her like on course like two or three times, but she seems really cool. <laughs> and I mean, if she's got, <laughs> if you know, she's hanging out with Matt, then she must be pretty cool because Matt's a pretty cool guy. So. Okay. Yeah. And I did hear, didn't Matt step down from the, the president of Warrior State of Mind, didn't he? He did. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. So. I saw that. Some things might be in the change. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it's going to settle, but it'll all work out, I'm sure. Oh, it yeah. should. I mean, there's a great, I mean, a great structure in that group and a great group of people. I mean, with Mark and Mario and everybody else, I mean, yeah, yeah I couldn't see that group going going bad in any way so i think it's just yeah. gonna it's one of those growing things and i think it'll be better for it so i mean matt's yeah. a great guy and but you know personal life gets in the way sometimes so yeah yeah that's what life is all about right oh it is ups and downs and adapt oh yeah yep. all right well I, I it's been great talking to you but i think we're about out of time so uh, okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to say in closing to the, the listeners? Um, so I have like, you know, this quote that I really like that's mm-hmm. from Shakespeare that is, um, so she be but little, she is fierce. And I'm just going to say that you can't use that as your excuse of not going out and doing some of these fun events. If you're just short, it's okay. If you're out of shape, it's okay. Because if you just wait for the perfect time where you're in the perfect health or whatever, you just never do it. And there's so many fun memories to be made and great friends to, to make and new people to meet, but you can't just wait until you have like the perfect time. You know, you just need to say, I'm going to go do this and you, you do your best. And if you find areas where you're weak, then you just train harder in those areas. And sometimes it's okay to just say, I'm weak in this area and I'm okay with it. And it's, yeah. you know, yeah. No, I agree perfectly. I agree. And I mean, the one thing is, is, I mean, whether you're a beast or whether you're a warrior state of mind or whether you're both, you have a great group around you. I mean, yep. it's like me and Janelle were talking about is, I mean, there's so many things that you can get help from, like on either side, warrior state of mind or beast. And you can just post, say, hey, guys, I need help with this. And you will get so many people that will jump up and be like, hey, you know, where can we meet? Where can we do this? I mean, they're amazing yep. groups. So, all right. Well, perfect. It was great talking to you. Well, thank you. It was yeah. really fun. I appreciate letting me do this. It was really oh. fun. Thank you. Oh, it was a blast. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.